We're rolling. Rolling with the homies. Do you know what that's from? Yeah, man. That's the um that's from Dope. No. But it was probably featured in Dope. No. It's from Clueless. Oh, really? Yeah. Who sings that? Um, well, the girl, uh, Brittany, what's her name, sings it. Like, no, one of the characters sings it. Like, she teaches her the song. Like, oh. Like, after she gets hit. The in one the with head. the dreads? Not dreads, oh the braids. God. Oh, my God. The clueless one? Okay, I think I was in this movie. <laughs> Stacey Dash is clueless in real life. She's the one that has the braids. But then it's, uh, God, Brittany, what's her name? She's the one that died. In real life died. Oh, really? I feel for them now. <laughs> I Thank you for telling me. At least I won't talk shit when I realize who these people are. Brittany Murphy. Ah, uh, Brittany Murphy. You still don't know who I'm talking about. I, why, why? I don't remember the movie. I feel like every time we do this podcast, I learn more about you that makes me feel like I don't even know who my husband is. You know me. I'm the guy that doesn't remember any names of actors from the 90s. No, you don't remember names of anyone from any time. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But you know what? Let's... You know, let's keep it cool. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis. Big four corners in a triangle. Why we keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from a dance to acting on the screen. You know who it is, man, it's Chesca Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is Last Name Basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Welcome back. It's been two weeks. <laughs> that was good. Thank oh, you. Kill it, man. Uh, there are lots of people that liked my um, "What's Going On in Brooklyn" song. That was good, though. That was actually, and I, I promoted it online too. I what do you mean you it. you did? No, not really. Oh. No, but somebody said they liked it, and I said yeah, it's really impressive that you can do that on a whim. What, it would take me like two years to to like <laughs> be able to get up the vocal acumen to actually pull something like that <laughs> off, let alone do it spontaneously. I love when Patrick's singing around. Like, so Patrick does sing around the house a lot. The difference is I never know what you're singing because, <laughs> because part of your talent is just inventing a key for things to be in. No so I, key. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you just will pick one. Yeah. You'll be like, okay, this Bruce, can... Bruce Lee said, and this is, a, this is an actual quote. What did he say? The highest art is no art. The highest key is no key. Okay. That's Bruce Lee. You can't mean? argue with Bruce Lee. What the is, man is Bruce Lee. What does that mean? Actually, it's the highest art is no art. The highest form is no form. Okay. Well, form. that does not work in music. You actually need to follow something. Yeah. See, well, maybe I'm so enlightened that <laughs> you don't, you can't hear the music that I'm listening to. Two seconds to. ago, you just said it would take you two years to come up with a theme song to for... lower myself to your level. I don't know how you just went from praising my musical skills to now saying that you're above them, but okay, <laughs> okay sis. Um, so we've been watching kind of a lot of stuff lately, which is you kind of were trying to break your TV habit, and the more you talk about not watching stuff, the more stuff we end up watching. Oh, my God. But you keep watching it, and then you pull me into it, I and then it. I'm, I get suckered in, and I'm like, oh, now I guess I'm back to needing to watch the next episode of Walking Dead. I know. Oh, can we talk about... Rick Schoen. Okay, sorry. Mm, sorry. Spoilers. Um, a few people tweeted. <laughs> a few people tweeted that they were Let's like, "I talk sh- about the spoilers." No, a few people tweeted that they felt like they should have taken the spoiler alert more seriously. Yeah. And I yeah. tried to help, but you know, a few people were angry at you, which I felt very good about. But, I know you did. <laughs> um, there's there is a spoiler alert here. We won't talk too much about Walking Dead. But this is this happened a couple episodes ago anyway. Yeah, it's and by the time you listen to this, it'll well, the, another episode will have happened. So So Michonne, who is the black girl with locks on the show, 
and Rick, who's like the leader of this little pack of survivors at the end of the world, after six seasons it's been now? Yeah, Is it I think six so. seasons? Something they like that. Finally got together, and there has been chemistry between them the entire time. And Rick is like one of those dudes, and I swear I know so many guys like this in real life who are like hot and smart and like just have like great personalities, and then they always go for like duds of women. Wait, just wait, hold on, back up first. You think Rick is hot? Yeah, really? Yes, I think. I think you think. I see. Here's no, 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 no. Wait, no. Listen, listen. He's hot. I think you're confusing hotness with being the leader of the badasses. Okay, it's all of those things. Like, he's hot because he's a badass. He's hot because he's like, listen up, Carl. Oh, my God. That's the, <laughs> that is the least sexy thing about him. No, he's like a dad. You know what I mean? Like, he cares about his kids. He'll do anything for them. But right. he, like, loves his people. And he'll, like, you know, like, shoot somebody and, like, doesn't give a fuck. Like, that you find that sexy? Yeah, like That's he's, no, I mean like I'll he. I'll shoot somebody right now. No, no, you won't. No, you know what I mean. Like he, he, he really cares about like his group and he will go to bat for them and like slice open a walker's head or just like shoot somebody. Like he doesn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like I don't want a violent person in real life, mm -hmm. but like in the world of Walking Dead, like it's very attractive. Interesting. Yeah, I think he's very I hot. I feel like we just got a, like a little Fran Syke lesson. No, he's cute. Yeah. Okay, so I have felt like he always goes for these girls that have, these women that have just like no personality. You know what I mean? Like Lori was kind of a dud, and then that girl at uh, Alexandria was just like, with that guy who was like an asshole. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, like, the abusive husband that ended up dying. Yeah, but she was kind of like a like she was just like her, her she had no personality. She was bland. Yeah, she And sucked. then I, I always felt like Michonne was, Everybody at that village sucked, by the way. Right. But I'm saying that like Michonne and he he and Michonne have always had like a little chemistry. Mm -hmm. And then he always was just like not seeing it for her. And then for them to finally get together, like, I was so excited. Yeah, you were. You stood up. You got up <laughs> off the couch. You got up. You literally got up. I was like, yes! <laughs> you were, and you were screaming, and it was just really uncomfortable I was, like, squealing. I was like, ah, ah, it's happening. Like, they, oh, my God. It was just, it was great. It was, it was absolutely magical. Anyway, I was watching that, and immediately after that happened, I went on Twitter and somebody was saying, some I, I, I want to say it was like Slate or some of those like borderline news organizations. I think it was Slate. And they said something like, here's what they did wrong about they Michonne and Rick getting together. And they honed in on the one single part where he says, I just want to turn my mind off. And oh. then everything happened after that. And they decided that because he said that, the whole thing was sort of a sham and it just... it. It cast doubt on the relationship, and it no, made no, no. it meant that Rick really didn't care about Michonne and was just like, "Oh, I want to turn my mind off," and so nope. you're part of me turning my mind off, and no, and you're absolutely not, because then the following episode, like you know, you see them together and they're like in the car and he like puts his hand like on her knee and like holds it. And before they left, like Carl sees them come out of the bedroom together and Carl's like, whoa, wait a second. And he's like, I was going to tell you, Carl. He's like, he's like, it just, he's like, it just happened. But I swear this time it's different. And Carl's like, it's cool. It's because cool. Carl, give a shit. Carl loves Michonne. She's been like a mother figure to him. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, he was like, you know, it's different. And I, oh my God. Like, it just makes me, okay, but this is a question that I wanted to, to explore because someone snapped me about this. And she said, 
you know, it took so long for them to get together. And she was saying that she felt in some ways, she's from the UK and she's white. And she was saying in the UK on television, interracial relationships happen all the time in the mm -hmm. UK, but you don't see them on TV here, especially not black woman, white man. Hmm. And she was wondering if I thought that that could have been partially why it took them so long. Like that's kind of like groundbreaking and that maybe like scandal and you know having Carrie and ghost president, whatever his name is, them get together kind of like set the standard to see those types of relationships on TV. Do you agree? Maybe. I mean, I could see them just, I could, not, not so much. A and I don't know. I'm not obviously part of the decision-making process for them. But oh, A, no, it's based on a comic book. And I'm assuming they this happens in the no, comic book. they don't get together in the it comic book. It doesn't happen in the comic book. No. Okay, so that's different. So somebody, somebody decided that they wanted to see this happen. Right. Within the TV show. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's possible that that's the case. More likely, I would guess that if the stage hadn't been set, it might just never have crossed their minds to have them get together. Does that make sense? I don't know, I just feel like- As opposed like... to thinking like, oh, you know what we need? We need to pull this interracial couple together because that's hot right now or something like that. You yeah, know? I mean, I don't know that I think, I don't know that I think that they thought like, oh, this is hot, but I do think that in some ways, it's a risk in this, and it shouldn't be a risk. Like a relationship should be a relationship if it feels right for the story. But I do think, especially with like, Donald Trump and all this shit, I feel like we're seeing more and more that people are like really fucking racist. Yeah. And it's like, this is the type of thing where this is a huge show and they could potentially alienate a bunch of their audience. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's one of those things where it could have could have been that they thought like, let's like slowly work up to this mm -hmm. rather than springing it on our audience because these are two big characters, and then it's also an interracial relationship. I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, overthinking it. I, I, it's possible. On the other hand, I'm, I'm sure somebody up there at the decision-making level for that also overthought it. So yeah. you kind of got to think like that. For me and for you, I think, on the couch, it was like, okay, they finally got together. They were two characters. They had a lot of chemistry, and were they were they they're like the king and queen of the badasses in exactly. the show. So they kind of belong together. I know. Yeah, and now I don't they're like know, fighting though, harder though, for each other. Carol though is not to be written off. She but she's like a low key badass. Oh, Carol is definitely a badass. She's also a little older. So. She's kind of like the motherly figure. I mean, the motherly badass, the one that teaches the children to use knives exactly, and stab Exactly, exactly. But see, I felt like there could be possible possibilities for her and Daryl to get together, but I don't think that's going to happen. They almost got together. I don't think that's going to happen. I think now they can't now that Michonne and and Rick are together cuz that would just be too like hokey. Just too many relationships. Yeah, it would be too much. Yeah. There's already too much like high school drama. Um I was gonna say earlier though, when I when I saw that article, right, and I was I was about to respond and say, This is stupid or something to that effect. You caught yourself, didn't you? Uh, well not not I it's not that I caught myself. It's that I mentioned it to you and you had a really good take on it and you said it's all bullshit. They're just putting that out there because they wanna be the first people to post something. We had just finished watching the fucking episode. It was about five minutes afterwards. And you made the point, and I just want the listeners to get this point, because it really changed my perspective on, on stories that I see about popular media. And you made the point that all they wanted to do was get something out quickly enough that they can be the first thing that people react to after watching the show while get they're those still clicks. all excited so that they can get the clicks so that they can get the money. 
And I thought about that. And I was like, my God, you're right. And here I was about to go start arguing with yeah, them. Yeah, you really were. You I, got heated. You were like, I can't believe they, this just happened and they're already making an article about it. I mean, what, what bothered me was that they were trying, they found the tiniest little thing that really didn't say the thing that they suggested it said. They, it didn't mean just because he was like, I want to turn my mind off. And then after that, they got Absolutely. together that he was somehow disrespecting Michonne. I mean, that didn't make any sense to me. But they did that, and that really pissed me off, be partly because there's an interracial couple, and, you know, it's good to have that sort of thing on television, especially when it happens so naturally. You know what I mean? When it's I, so totally, I totally agree with you. And but so they, it pissed me off that they, they really were going... They did it for that reason. That they were, yeah, that they were going to, going to then take pot shots at it. And, and that really upset me. So I was just going to put something out. You know how I do it. I don't, I don't argue with people. I don't do that sort of thing. I'm just like, this is pretty stupid. Use your brains. And you really opened my eyes to the fact that that's what, exactly what was happening. They were just putting something out there to spark some sort of interest or some reaction by the audience so that they could get my clicks. And they almost did. No, it's very smart. I mean, this is how online media works now. The show had just ended. Everybody was tweeting about it because it was, this was a huge development in the series. You know what I mean? Like People have been speculating about them getting together for a really freaking long time. And so for it to finally happen... Rick Schoen was trending on Twitter. Of course. Slate Magazine was like, we got to get something out right now. They probably had, you know what? I wouldn't. They probably had eight stories written. I was literally getting ready. Right, to see I which was one, yeah. literally getting ready to say that. Yeah. They probably The had, way they print like the winners of the Super Bowl on the t-shirts. Exactly. So they have both teams that won and they, they make all the shirts so they can sell them as you're coming out of the stadium. Or they have them for like the presidential election. They've got two different versions of the same like this person won story. I really want to get those shirts, you know. I want to walk around in a shirt that says, we did it Al Gore or something. You know what I mean? Like They're I want, all overseas. I they, want, they, oh, really? Yeah, they get donated. There's. I saw this really great photo series from Haiti, and it's all of the kids. It's just like a shirt series of people like standing in the streets of Haiti, and they're all wearing shirts of like failed teams from like sports sporting events, like right. the World Series, or like, yeah, or like cast off presidential candidate shirts because they just get donated to like charities and then they just get sent around the world. So if you go to another country, you'll see those people and stuff with like misspellings and stuff like that. It was an sure. amazing. Well, it makes sense series. that they get that they get donated. I mean, you can't exactly reprint them, and you definitely can't give them any. And no one here, no one wants them. But, but in, I want them now. In other now, countries, I though, wear, people don't know what they say. So I want to think. Oh, this is a cool I want to dress myself only in the clothing that says the losers won. That I'm would sure be sure you can hit hilarious. up eBay. I'm sure you can hit up eBay and find them. God, you see, you're so full of good ideas. This is why we're married. Honestly, this is a really big deal for me because you very rarely give me any shine. I feel like your hate and ass hater ways are slowly being chipped away. It, well, it goes to your head too quickly, so I've got to find the balance. That's what this is about. <laughs> um, we should talk about some other stuff that we watched. We've watched some really good movies recently. Yeah, let's talk about Dope because I think everyone's seen Deadpool and... Really? I feel like everybody's seen Dope. I feel like I was the really? last person to watch that shit. Yeah, I, I didn't snapped know about it, and I got so many messages that were like, oh my god, it was so good, and I'm like, yeah. It I've, was so good. It was so It was the freaking, best movie I've seen in a very long time. It was really great. It was so funny, too, because um, the night that we watched it, 
someone on my Twitter timeline, who I won't say who she is, but she's kind of one of those hate ass haters in the sense that like everything that everybody else likes, she's always like, this sucks. I'm so over this. Mm-hmm. And, the, and I mean, I like her. She's cool. She's smart. I agree with a lot of things that she says. But the fact that she said she didn't like this made me want to watch it. I was like, oh, I'll probably end up liking it because she hates <laughs> everything I like. That's the best endorsement. And I watched it that night and I was like, oh my God, I loved this movie. It's such a great coming of age but like black coming of age movie Mm -hmm. which is something that i don't feel like we see enough of you know what i mean i feel like i've seen all like the hipstery coming of age like white kid in new york white kid summer camp movie wow yeah the summer camps right there's all of those movies and even like white hot american summer makes fun of that whole genre right you know but then what's so funny is most recently, there are no black people. There in are it. no fucking black people in What Hot American Summer. I don't think there's a single black person. There is a, not a single. What about the remake? Did they find somebody to include when, in the remake? When we were watching the we TV show, we didn't get it. very far because there was so much yelling. I was just like, "What is everybody yelling about?" It lacked. I think it lacked the luster of the first one. It didn't have the kind of the movement or the excitement or the or the criticism. You even. know why? I think because and listen, What Hot American Summer is a fucking cult classic. I. Love that movie so much. Oh, the original is beyond reproach. I love that movie so, so, so much. But I think the difference between that movie and the Netflix series is that when they made the movie, they didn't know it was going to become a classic. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like they were having more fun and they were like loose and just being silly and weird and that's what made it so funny. Maybe. And then like you go into making a TV series version of it and there was so much hype because they told us about it maybe like a year and a half before they were like, okay, Netflix confirmed there's going to be a TV show version. And everyone was like, ah, this is the best thing ever. Like the pressure's on to make it so funny and so amazing. Here's the thing, though. The same thing happened, something very similar happened with Arrested Development. Yeah, exactly. And the reboot of Arrested Development was better, at least as good, if not better, than the original series. Yeah, I it thought was the, so I thought the, smart. I thought the reboot was really, really the good. The jokes were the jokes were even more witty, and I didn't think they could be more subtle and witty. But did they give us than they were the first time? Did they give us lead time on that? Like, did they announce it and then it came out, or did they just drop it? Uh, I, I, I remember looking forward to it for some time. Really? Yeah, but I don't know how long. I don't know. I didn't really watch the first one that much. Like, I watched a few episodes because you were watching it, but I definitely thought the the reboot was hysterical. It was so good. It was so good. But compared to Wet Hot American Summer, where they're just kind of, I don't know, I got the feeling the characters really didn't want to be there. They each just, I, I just imagine them getting lassoed into the reboot of this project. No, I feel like a lot of them, I mean, I feel like half of them were working and half of them weren't. Yeah. So I feel yeah, like. Yeah, well, they also got the guy that's now in everything. What's it, the dude with the voice? He plays the voice of Archer. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know. And he plays Bob from Bob's Burgers. And, and like every other cartoon character. Yeah, I don't know what television. his name is, but it's very strange seeing yeah. that voice come out of him. Uh, yeah, it is. It is strange. He's not. He's. He's not a particularly dynamic actor. And no, he definitely he's very flat. And he isn't a dynamic looking person. So no. he really works really well with the cartoons that can, they can do the that facial expressions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cartoons yeah. are emoting better than this man. Um, so it works really well when you've got the cartoons. But in real life, and now so I, it's just not comparable. But now he's everywhere in real life, like in live action movies. Yeah, because we saw him in... Um, Why oh, is that? You know what else he was in? He was in... Um, 
Aziz Ansari show, uh, Master of None, remember? Right, yeah. yeah Suddenly he's in he a was lot of everywhere. Stuff. Okay, wait, can we just go back to Dope for a second? Because oh, we right. like, we <laughs> ventured. We are talking about Dope, believe yes. it or not. Well, we got here because we were talking about coming of age movies. And I was saying how nice it was to see a coming of age movie about black kids. And I think that like some of the criticism, because I, every single time I watch a movie, I always go on IMDb. I always look up reviews. I want to see what other people thought about it and if there was any things that I missed, and I think some of the criticism, which I guess is justified, is that this presents the like quirky black kid as if that's somehow better than any other black kid, which I disagree with. But uh, like- Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you mean the, the quirky, very intelligent, very motivated black kid? Yeah, like what, as, I if, mean... as if that that's somehow an anomaly. I think that that's where some people have said that they didn't like the movie, that it presents this like, oh, we're, we're black kids that listen to alternative music and we like, we don't do drugs and cause everybody else does. And like, those are the hoodlums and like, we're the exceptional kids, which- Yeah, I, I don't see that. Not I in this see context. That. I didn't see that either and honestly, Maybe that's because I really related to those like quirky black kids mm -hmm. because like I was the quirky black kid in the sense that like the music I listened to and I always wore like really weird clothes like I was wearing capri pants before everyone else. Yeah, ever right. No, that is. Absolute. Where'd you get your capri pants? My best friend's grandmother fucking gave them to me. They were like in her closet and she, we were like going through her clothes and trying on all of her shit. She had this like very stylish grandma. And I was like, these are so cool. And my legs were so long that most of my pants didn't fit anyway. They were all, I, all my pants were high waters. And so when I found these, I was like, these are so cool because they're like, they're like shorts, but not shorts. And she's like, oh yes, darling. Those were all the rage when I was a kid. And I was like, oh my God, can I have these? <laughs> and I fucking wore them to school. And I kid you I, not. I wonder how true this I is. I have to ask. I swear to God, I wore them to school, and this girl said to me, what happened to the rest of your pants? And I was like, oh, like, this is the style. And they're over there on that kid who's wearing chinkos. <laughs> I know. And then, like, he's wearing them on the seams of his pants. No, and then I was so mad because the next year is when capris were, like, super big, and everyone was wearing them. And I remember, like, clear as day, I was like, you motherfuckers all made fun of me last year. <laughs> and I was the first. Everyone was making fun of my capri pants. You had to come up on your own. You did it all by yourself, friend. I started the capri It's amazing. Revolution. God, I can't believe, I just, I don't know how you did it. I know, where's my movie? Where's my coming of age movie? You were quirky? I was, and I cut my own bangs in the bathroom. Oh my God, see, you deserve a movie. I do. But you also didn't sell a bunch of ecstasy. No, no, Under no. threat of death. No, no, Which no, is no, what no. happens in Dope. Yeah, so the whole movie is about drugs, and it's, but it's a very funny, quirky, like, oh my God, we're like so nerdy, and we don't know what to do with these drugs. It starts out, it starts out quirkier, and it gets into some more serious, like dangerous circumstances. Not, not just yeah, not just dangerous circumstances, but also more serious issues. And I, I mean, the criticism that you were talking about about this representing one particular sort of like anomalous like respect, black person. Like respectability politics. Yeah, I don't see, I didn't see that there, and here's why, because A, everybody but one person in the movie, I think, was was black. Right. Or, or Latino. So you had a, a cast that was primarily black individuals, mm -hmm. and there were a lot of depth and a lot of diversity amongst them. That's true. So when you have a, a cast, like, you know, I compare that to, for instance, some of the later, um, what is the cartoon that I used to like and then got really trashy? Mm. The Boondocks. Oh, yeah. Right. They, so, the Boondocks reboot wasn't good. So some of the later Boondocks episodes just 
kind of cast the black community as being really trashy and yeah. shitty. Yeah, and It then, wasn't like a social commentary anymore. It was like super stereotypical. Right, and, yeah. then, and they were relying on a lot of stereotypes and a lot of the community members represented those stereotypes while Huey was sort of these, this sort of exceptional thinker. Right. And I could see that in, in like that sort of, granted that was a cartoon, so cartoons are frequently about caricaturization. No, absolutely. But but here it was like even the, even the drug dealer that was making him sell drugs for him. He had some depth to him and he was smart. There weren't many characters in there that were strictly two-dimensional. Yeah. In fact, all of the ones that played any role were three-dimensional. And and that's what that's what matters. And since they were all of color, having this one kid be the protagonist who it doesn't cast him as like, oh, he's this type of this. Yeah, no, that's you know true. What I'm saying? No, that's totally true. I will say like one thing that I thought was interesting, um, because I of course I looked on IMDB. There's a lot of like celebrity kids in this movie. Um, mm. Puff Daddy's kid is in the movie. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Zoe Kravitz, like Lenny Kravitz's kid, is in the movie. Right, like, right. I looked up a few people. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting because, like, yeah, it was a mostly black cast. There was no like two black parent black girl. Every black girl in the movie was biracial, and mm. I, I, and and not that there's anything wrong with casting biracial actresses, but I do think it brings up an, an interesting conversation of like the way blackness is represented in media. Like, I feel like... and uh, The way I, black women. Black women, yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know... Specifically. If, have you been following the Zoe Kravis thing? Or this uh, Zoe Saldana thing? No, I haven't. Oh, God. But, but, Fucking drama. But quickly, yeah. I think we actually mentioned that while we were watching it. That yeah, I don't know how the, it came out. Came all out. of the black women in the movie, at least the ones that were the love interests and... and uh, Always. They were they were all very light-skinned. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think what's so interesting and I... Again, it's so funny how like you and I are married, but we're on very like opposite interests, like online and in media. But the Zoe Saldana thing has been really crazy, where she's playing Nina Simone, and they've got her basically in blackface. Did you see yeah. the picture of what she looked like? You ex you told me about it. I didn't look. I didn't. I haven't looked into okay, it, I'm gonna and show I haven't you, followed it. I'm going to show you a picture because it's like absolutely ridiculous. But it was an interesting conversation that I think a lot of people missed out on in the sense that like this is very common in Hollywood that like, you know, it's so rare to see a black woman who has two black parents. Like this is her with like the black, like do you see they've got her in darker, like. So let me ask you this. Is there anything about Zoe that that makes her particularly fit for the role? No. So well, that's, and that's, and that's, so then what the fuck? Right, well, and what I was gonna say is that like it, in for me, especially as an actress, and as a black actress, it really speaks to the fact that so often people or black women who are either multiracial or light-skinned or, or look racially ambiguous get cast as full, like two-parent black women. So like you will see um, two black parents and then the kids will all be biracial actors. Hmm. And you're like, okay, that's a family, but realistically... But that only because you told me that's a family. Only you've decided right. that that's a family, yeah. but in real life, that kid is biracial. And and it's so rare, at least in my experience, very rarely have, do I see uh, a biracial character in a movie or a television show, and they really show a black parent and a white parent, or a black parent and a Latino parent, or whatever it is. It's, it's just, Rick and Michonne. It's... Oh, my God! Right. 
Could you imagine them coming out, like coming out of the house when when he goes to talk to I don't know whatever the love interest is? What is Lenny Kravitz's daughter? Yeah, Zoe Kravitz. In dope, and then Michonne and Rick answering the door. Oh my God, that would be amazing. And and Michonne has like a head wrap on because she just got out of the shower. <laughs> oh my God, that would, that would be like oh my God, that's like my fan fiction dream. No, but here's the thing: is that like the big the big criticism of Zoe Saldana playing uh, Nina Simone? is that Nina Simone's story and her music was largely influenced by the fact that she's a dark, she was a dark-skinned black woman. Yeah. And then to do a biopic of her and then cast a light-skinned, like, multi-ethnic black woman and then to put blackface on her and give her a bigger fucking nose is just like Hollywood. You can't even cast a like a full like a two parent black woman to play a two parent black woman. Like yeah. come the fuck on. It's you in know? such obvious bad taste. Even assuming that they don't fully understand the issues that oh, they're I dealing with. Oh, I swear they don't understand. Well, that, I mean that's a given, right? Right. Because if they really understood what they were doing, they wouldn't do it. They would hopefully not do it, right? Or they would be real assholes. Even assuming that they don't fully understand the issues in that situation, given a character like Nina Simone, right? It's just so obvious that you shouldn't be playing those games with that role. It, it le- I mean, you shouldn't be doing it anytime. Don't get me wrong. Right, but it's, it's specifically in this but this story, is just, it feels this egregious. This is just so egregious. Yeah. And it's just, it's just it, it blows my mind that that gets overlooked. I don't yeah. know what's going on. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were like, you know what I like? Racism. You know how <laughs> racist we can be within the topic of Nina Simone? Well, we can get this light skin. But life. it does make me think, okay, because this is what I always think of. Like, remember when the interview came out and, and there was all that backlash, but then it ended up making lots of people go watch the movie and yeah. they put it on Netflix and it did really well. Do so you think it might be planned at this point? I don't know. The movie- Just like the Slate article about Rick and Michonne that almost got me to rage? I mean, here's the thing. This movie was filmed in 2012 and they just decided to release it. It's coming out in April. And... It has been trending on Facebook, trending on Twitter. We talked about it on Nightly Show. We're talking about it on the podcast. Like It has been everywhere. And on the plus side, a lot of people have been exposed to Nina Simone and are now watching the documentary and like looking up information about her and her music, which is a good thing. Yeah. But I also wonder how many people will watch this movie just to see how bad it is. It's going to be in theaters, but they're also releasing it online. So I feel like they're capitalizing on it. They're like, we'll release it online. Tons of people will watch it because it won't be as expensive. Worst part about the media age. They, it can, really, they can get it instantly and see how bad it is. They can hate watch it. It's more and more amoral. I mean, seriously. Because you know that they do this. Yeah, And I like know. just like this late article and just like the potential for this movie that's just been released when there's a good opportunity for them to incite some sort of controversy so that they can get the attention, so that they can sell tickets. I mean, it's just really there's – it's not about immorality. It's an absence of morality. It's a failure to treat – uh, it's a failure to treat important issues with the sort of importance and respect because you know if you don't, you can actually you can make get something more out money. of it. Yeah, that you get something out of it, and really, and because because nowadays, like eyes are all that matters. You know, exactly. ticket sales doesn't matter if I hated it, if I watched it. That's all that matters. If they're talking about it, and they're and they're that, that's promotion. That's Trump right there in a nutshell. Oh. I mean, that is like that is the definition of the Trump campaign. He got enough controversy that that he became popular enough, at least in terms of eyes like attention on him. Um, and now he he spent almost nothing on promoting his campaign. 
No, everyone has done it Almost for him. nothing. And everybody, he's, he just, it's, it's such an anomaly in the sense that he can just say and do whatever he wants. And every time you think, oh, this will turn people against him, it doesn't. It doesn't. He just, he just because what it does like is, it, is it creates another flashpoint where people start butting heads and start talking about it and start getting upset about it. And then they go online and they talk about it more. And that has more people talking about it. And it's just this infinite domino effect for, of, of, of publicity for him. And it might not be good publicity, at least we don't think it's good publicity. Somebody else does, and that's what keeps the conversation going. But, I mean, it's it just goes to show you the problems with how media works, at least currently. You can do something that's terrible, and you really do get paid for it. I, I think it also, like for me, exposes how dumb the average American is because when you listen to what his supporters say that they like about him. It's all meaningless. It's nothing. They literally are like, he speaks his mind. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's I gonna talked make to somebody. Us, he's going to make us great. It's like, but what But like, what are his policies? Like, can you talk about like what he's going to. Uh, do you look, know anything about you, what he stands for? He's going to build a wall. How is he going to pay for it? How are you going to literally ignore the Constitution and, and prohibit people based on their religion from coming into the country? How are you going to circumvent the laws of this nation? Yeah. And they're like, I and don't care. He's going to do it. And you're like, but, but how? Like, you don't. Yeah. Well, you don't understand what. Worse yet, I was talking to somebody the other day, actually, a <laughs> uh, some of New York's finest, a oh, New York City police officer. My, like, am I surprised? And no. I was, I was talking to him, and actually, I was overhearing a conversation between him and another police officer. Was this in Brooklyn? Because this could be goings on about Brooklyn. Oh, let's say yes. Okay, so insert the Brooklyn theme song. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, what the hell is going on in Brooklyn? Keep going. <laughs> so I was, I found myself in the middle of this conversation. Don't ask me how. They let me out soon after. It was a big <laughs> misunderstanding. But I'm, I'm listening to these two officers talk about this, and one of them is actually not, I mean, is, is trying to say, you know, I, I'm not with Trump. So wait, I wait, say can to I him, ask? Can I ask uh, what race were both of these cops? The the one that was supporting Trump was a white man. Mm -hmm. The one that was politely saying, "I'm not so sure," was a black woman. You know what? Why am I not to fill all of your expectations? Why am I not surprised? <laughs> okay, so please, so please tell us what was he saying? So he was just, uh, you know. Uh, it was very nonspecific. It was clear that he was in his corner. I asked, you know, what is it about Trump that you appreciate? You know, the, what is it that draws you to him as a candidate? And he said, he says what people are thinking. Oh, God. And so I say, I say, you know, well, what is it that you, that people are thinking? And that he responds to. And he says that we need more jobs. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> look. There isn't a single candidate that could even begin to run for president without addressing the issue of the need for jobs. Exactly. Every single one of them has done it, maybe differently. You he have said to promise nothing. jobs. Like econ the economy is like one of the major issues for every campaign. That's the thing. The whole he says what people are thinking. He dumbs it down so I can fucking understand it, is what he said. Uh, I think that's part of it. I think the rest of it is is more a matter of ill will. It ultimately becomes coded language. So then you get to say... Make America great again. Right. So then you get to say, well, he says what people are thinking. Well, what are people thinking? You're not going to say that we hate Muslims, right? right. Like, that guy's not going to say that. But you can't really fall too far in line with Trump without having some of that. I mean, he's had the KKK endorse him. He has white supremacists at his fucking rallies 
assaulting black people, and not like I'm just guessing these people are white supremacists, like confirmed white supremacists. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's out. Right. Wasn't, of, isn't one of them like the former Grand Dragon? I mean, uh, David Duke came out and said that, like, if you don't vote for Donald Trump, you are voting against the interest of white people. I mean, and literally Donald Trump was like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to say that. I'm not, yeah. I don't, like, he yeah, literally I was, that. like, winking at him, like, thanks for the endorsement, bro. Like, I mean, it's just gotten to the point where if at this, if, if at this stage in the game people are not scared – then I, I mean, I, I genuinely worry for this country. Like, I'm really worried what's going to happen because he's going to get the nomination. Like, he's he. It's just there's just no way that he's not going to at this point. Yeah, it is. It's it's certainly it's certainly frightening. Hopefully, though, people will at the last minute come to their senses and have some sense of okay, maybe we maybe we were drawn to this person for some reason, but now we have at least understood that he's not bringing anything to the table or that he goes way too far. I don't know. I'm Part of me doesn't want to give those people enough credit that they'll come to their senses. So oh, no. I, I mean, really just hope be, that more people just vote. You have to be safe. And that's the other thing, too, is that he sparked such emotion from his base that they're actually coming out and voting. Yeah, people so, that have never voted before. So that's a big part of this. And and the response to that, for especially if you're listening, because I know Fran and I will vote, you need to then vote. And you also need to, you also. And encourage everyone you know to vote. Yes, and that is so important because I was talking about this online. I posted that video of the Trump supporters assaulting that girl. And I had some people in the comments say, oh, I have a friend or a family member who likes Trump. And I just had to mute them on Facebook. And I was like, no, 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 no. You need to challenge them and mm. talk to them about it. And you need to push them on the issues so that you can explain to them why Supporting this man is so dangerous because if we just turn them off, if we just block them, if we just ignore them, nothing's going to change. Well, you just allow another pressure cooker to sort of stew. Anytime we've watched the fucking conservative news stations, it's scary the way that they like teach them. Exactly. Like, lies. And, then you have, and then you have Fox, uh, Fox promoting their agenda, and then you have the ev evangelicals. Oh my god! Which is another level entirely. I think I may have mentioned this a while ago on this podcast. When they were saying that, that Obama was a secret Muslim, you could buy a book about it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I mentioned this before. And and I was flipping through the channels. I stopped on some evangelical Christian channel. And it was actually selling people for 20 bucks a video that was entitled a Muslim Flag Over the White House. And that was obviously in, I mean, this was a few years ago, and it was it was in response to Obama's presidency. Right. And that's the kind of shit. And not only that, they're selling it. It's not even free. Like, people are buying this. <laughs> that's the thing. They're literally buying it and figuratively buying it. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. freaking scary. And, and then you think you'd never see any of that. Or, or people like we you and me. We don't see it, yeah. We never see that because we don't watch the channels. I don't follow those people on Twitter. But that's the sort of shit that happens out there. So it really is important that you speak up and you're as vocal as possible to as many people as possible because you never know who you're going to influence. Make America more tolerant. <laughs> again. Oh, wait, no. Again doesn't no. fit. <laughs> now, make, right make, now. Yeah. Next, make next. America more tolerant for the first time. Yes, ever. What direction would you like to go in? Science Corner. Yeah. Science Corner. Okay, so they are now actually 3D printing organs for use in, in patients. 
Whoa. Yeah. We're in the yeah. future. We've made it to the future. Welcome, guys. You made it. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? They they can 3D print a material that is pretty much acts like flesh in that it can receive blood and grow and actually sort of live in a sense. Oh, my God. So this means that, like, we wouldn't need donors for, like, organ transplants and stuff, right? Exactly. Like they could just grow a farm of like a kidney farm. Ultimately, do you remember that? Do you remember when they genetically modified a rat to grow an ear? Yes, that, that was picture? my senior year of high school. That was in my yearbook. It was like an insert in our yearbook of like great moments in 2002, mm. like cool advancements, like sports and news and then science. And they had like a big picture of a rat with an ear on its back. No. I remember that. Yeah. So they genetically modified that rat to grow an ear on its back out of its own tissue, essentially. Yeah. Um, this time, they created it in a 3D printer, and then they grafted it onto the back of the rat. To How fucked if, up is that? To see if it would live? Yeah, pretty much, yeah, to see if it was sustainable. I mean, but how, you know, how... How upsetting is that, that this, the rat, like, even though now they can 3D print it without a rat, they don't need a rat to grow an ear on its back, the rat still has to have the ear grafted to its back. I don't know. I kind of feel like... You would think that 3D printing the ear would save the rat from that sort of fate? How do you know that he didn't want it? I... You I know, feel like he was in a little a little cage being like, put me in, coach. I'm ready. I'm ready. And they're all, like, fighting. They all want the chance to have the ear on their back. Not a chance. Why? Because it's a human ear grafted surgically he, onto the back okay. of a rat. Do you want a human no, ear? Would I you want like no. a face okay, on wait, your no, back? Listen, listen, listen. No, I would not want that. But I've watched enough of planet Earth to see that like in the jungle, that like when a bird or something has like a weird, you know what I mean? Like remember we watched those bugs that like they can inflate their face? And then, the, like, it looks really scary and weird to us, but to other bugs, they're like, yes, he could get it. Like, things that make you weird in the in nature mm -hmm. make you kind of hot. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't think that applies to human ears on the backs of rats. But what I'm saying to you is that the, the rats don't know it's a human ear. They just see that this rat leaves and comes back, and suddenly he's, like, swole. Literally, because his skin is swollen. He's recovering from surgery. Because <laughs> he just had major surgery. But they're also like, mm, like something about you is yeah. different. Like, what's changed? Well, maybe, maybe at best, maybe it made him look bigger, so it sort of ward I'm off saying. predators. Not even just ward off pre predators. Like, like, like we talked about this before. Like, if you're bigger, then it means that you can like protect me, mm -hmm. and that like maybe you're stronger. Maybe you have like super sperm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like, I'm sure that didn't help him in the laboratory cages that he never left. I don't think... Because th I, I don't, don't think they're a natural predator. The only natural predators in the lab are scientists. What I'm telling you is that they don't And they know. put the ear there. I'm. What I'm telling you <laughs> is that, like, when he comes back, you know what I mean? It could be like a... Um, like getting a new haircut. Mm. He comes back and they're like, something about you is different. And all the and other rats are like, oh, I'm totally going to do that. Yeah, they're like, where did you go, bro? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, we don't have to feel bad for him. Right. Maybe this was like uh, an upgrade. Oh, nice. Well, you know, to the rat that, uh, that wasn't spared because we are now 3D printing our organs instead of just growing them naturally on the backs of mice, go, go forth and kill it. Buddy. <laughs> oh, this is a perfect segue to go into the animal corner. Animal corner! Animal corner! Okay, this is really cool. And it's also Florida themed. 
Ooh, we love Florida. We do. Um, if you're a first-time listener, that's our hometown. We're really not shitting on Florida. I'm actually really happy that some positive news is coming out of Florida. And that is that manatees are set to be removed from the endangered species list. What? Are they finally d- extinct? No! What oh. the hell? That was a positive thing. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. No, that's great. That's much better than my thing. They're moving from endangered to threatened. So they're not out mm. of the clear completely, but it's getting a little bit better for them. The and mental image is better, too. Because you imagine an endangered manatee, and he's terrified, and he's, his, his eyes are bloodshot. He can't sleep. Yeah, like, he's stressed. The stress he's under is unbearable, but threatened is sort of like, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of shrinking away a little bit, but not like he can't eat, you know? Threatened is more sleep. like, threatened is like he's been talking to another manatee's girlfriend, and he's like, hey, get nah. the fuck away from my girl. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, 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 it's totally fine. Like, yeah, he's nothing, cautious. We didn't do anything, like nothing yeah. happened. And I like to think of manatees in that kind of situation rather than <laughs> endangered. I feel a lot better about that. No, this is a really big deal. So when they got put on the endangered species list, they were like one of the first ones to be on there. And as you know, they live in Florida or there's a, a you know a dwindling population of them in Florida. No, an increasing population. Right. So now. in 1991, there were... Uh, 1,267 manatees, and today there are more than 6,000 in Florida. So it's like a 500% increase. And that's huge, right? Isn't that awesome? That's a big deal. We've been looking to save those manatees for a very long time. I mean, there are a lot of endangered species, but manatees were like the mascot for endangered species, They were at least in Florida. Well, it's because, according to CNN, they were one of the first animals to be added to the endangered species list. So, I mean, as long as you and I have been alive, they've been endangered, if you think about it. They were put Mm. on the list in 1972. Oh, yeah. So, this is a really big deal. Shout out to the manatees. I wanted to know, have you ever seen a manatee before? I have. I saw one in our last apartment oh, in yeah, Miami. Oh, yeah, Miami. Mm-hmm. We used to see them hanging out in the in the little um, canal. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we had a balcony that overlooked a canal, not a river, not a lake, a man-made canal. But manatees went through this canal, and it was actually kind of majestic. No, it was so, so sweet. And and I think that maybe because I remember I remember seeing them there, and also when I did the duck tour, I would see them every once in a while. Oh, so yeah. So we did, do kind of have a little bit of an affinity for them. It kind of made me feel some kind of way that this article was, like, slightly shading them. Like, it kept calling them, like, portly creatures, and, like, you know, everyone calls them the sea cow. They are but sea like cows. But, like, how... Right, but that's not very nice. Would you have something against cows? Now I think you're being cruel to the cows. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I have no problem with cows, but I feel like if you call a manatee a portly creature and then you call them a cow, it's like you're calling them like a fat cow. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, that's absolutely. I feel like we could come up with a better way to talk about manatees that's hmm. not like. I see, portly was supposed to be the middle ground. No, portly is is not nice. Portly is no, portly is is a nice way of saying that you that you are less than attractive. Well, can mm. if that makes sense. No, 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 no. Port- it is. No, 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 no. Because you can. No. Let me tell you, men's men's clothing stores will refer to their clothes as for the portly gentleman. No, they don't. Yes, they do. I've. Well, I've, I was going to say I've never seen that, but I also don't. Don't shop, shop for men's clothes. Don't shop for men's clothes. Right. Well, I do. And I am a portly gentleman. So you actually no, I've I've you're managed, less portly. I've managed to avoid the portly sections. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like there's got to be a better way, like a like a plus size, a plus. Plus size. size is just portly by another name. No, I think port, but portly makes me think of a pig. That's why I don't like it. Because it because it sounds like porker. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. It feels it feels gross. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just want to say shout out to any manatees that might be listening to the show. I want to be <laughs> sensitive to you and whatever body image things you might be going through because your body is your own and now it's no longer in danger. So <laughs> what we want to do is support you so that you feel like you can be yourself, you can wear whatever you want. Crop tops are very in for spring. You know what I mean? You still got coverage, but you got a little <laughs> bit of exposed area. And I feel like if a manatee wants to rock that, then they should. CNN (laughs) should not be indirectly shading you by calling you portly. I just want to put that out there. Well, they're no longer endangered, but their self-confidence is still threatened. Oh, see? I'm so glad that you said that. I feel like I'm rubbing (laughs) off on you, that you're being a little bit more... Conscious and I and I really like that. It has, it has. Does it make me? Does it make me sexy? More sexy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You kind of look. Oh my God, you kind of look like Rick. <laughs> in this light, <laughs> yeah. In this light, I could totally, so? I could totally see you killing a walker. Oh God. Um, I don't have a Florida man. I do. Florida, Florida man. You do? Yeah, man. I've been cleaning up your mess. For like the last three months. Well, okay. After your Florida man, I have an O man Florida. So uh, we can't do both. Yeah, we can. No. Why not? Too much Florida. Ugh. Well, yeah, we already did manatees. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> you, you go, go go for it with the Florida. Okay. Man. If you don't know how Florida man works, I'm going to give Fran four headlines. Three of them are real, all taking place in Florida. The fourth is fake, and she has to figure out which one of these four did not involve a Florida man. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number one, Florida man believed he was a bear, tried to hibernate in a forest, and was killed by bears. Okay, all right. Number two, Florida artist stares at Ted Cruz's mouth for two hours straight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that that one's real, because my oh man Florida was about Ted Cruz, but keep going. Florida man tries to hide his identity by chewing off his fingertips during a traffic stop. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, that is such a bad idea. It's just awful. Okay. Number four, this is a Florida woman. Florida woman calls 911 for cigarettes and chicken wings. Mm, okay. I definitely think the Ted Cruz one is real because a study came out of Florida saying that 40% of Floridians think that Ted Cruz could be the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> I just got my own man, Florida, in the show. I just want to point that out. I noticed. <laughs> um, and so that makes me think that some artist was spending way too much time looking at Ted Cruz's mouth and comparing it to the artist's rendition of the Zodiac Killer. Mm. So I think that that one's real. Interesting. I think that the the chicken wings and cigarettes one is so real. I feel like that's an episode of Cops. That probably happens like three times time. a night to like 911 dispatchers. I feel like she was on meth or something and she thought that like that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the f- I'm going to say the fingertips one is real and the bear one is fake. And I'm going to say the bear one is fake because 
bears don't hibernate in Florida. Like, it doesn't get cold in Florida. So, like, why would... I mean, it, the guy is dumb, <laughs> like, if he thinks that he's going to be a bear. But if hibernation does not happen in Florida. God, I'm applying way too much logic. Um, yeah, I, I think the bear one's fake. Well, you know what? You were burned by the Teddy Ruxpin one. I... <laughs> so, there, so I can see you. You've actually, you know, you've learned something, and I can see that yeah. you've, you've now adapted what you learned moving forward. So I'm really impressed. And you know what? It paid off because you were right. The fake one was the one about the bears and the man who tried to hibernate. Oh my god! Congratulations, baby. This is I wanna thank the manatees. (laughs) I wanna thank Oh my god, wait, I just I mean I can believe it, but like what a dumbass trying to chew off his own fingers during a traffic stop? Yeah, let me give you the rundown. This guy was a fugitive from Tampa who didn't want to be identified at a routine traffic stop, and so he tried to chew off his own fingertips. Do we Uh, know what he did? Spoiler alert, his name is Kirk Kelly. So they identified him by his tattoos. Oh, my God. He wasn't fast enough that he could chew off all his tattoos and his fingertips. How many fingers did he chew? I don't know how much damage he did, but he definitely got through some fingertips. Oh, my God. The artist was actually, obviously, it was a true story, but this artist was a guy from Gainesville, and his gimmick was he was going to stare at a blown-up picture of Ted Cruz and just stare at his mouth for two hours straight, after which he was going to do a rendition of Ted Cruz's mouth. And he did this because he just finds Ted Cruz's mouth so interesting. That was, the, I'm, I'm summarizing, paraphrasing. God, I, you know, God bless that man for wanting to look at Ted Cruz's face for any length of time because. <laughs> only, only like Gainesville artists would do something like that. <laughs> Absolutely. He would be from Gainesville. Fucking Florida. Anyway, so that's your Florida man for today. Uh, Fran did very well. Congratulations, Fran. Thank you so much. And thank you for everyone that believed in me ever. It was a, it was a, a rat with an ear on its back <laughs> and a manatee. They were in your corner. All right, since I'm you know since I'm single-handedly carrying this podcast along with my Florida man and all of my great contributions like the science corner uh, that really informed and educated our listeners, I will also grace you with a language bee. All right. I'm ready. Do we have a language <laughs> bee intro? Yeah, we do. It's the whisper one. Oh my god, I fucking love that. It's good, right? We've only used it once. That's why I didn't remember. Uh, I think I've used it twice, but it's been a while. Oh my god, it's so great. You'll hear it now. Okay. So this week's language bee word is, are you ready? I'm ready. Handcestors. Again, handcestors. Handcestors means People whose hands look like yours? That doesn't make me... <laughs> Stop making that face. Stop. <laughs> okay, wait. A ha- like, okay. That's like hand and ancestors. That means... Oh, maybe... Okay, this is a stretch. Maybe it's when someone has gotten a lot of plastic surgery, so they look young in the face, but when you see their hands, like... it it tells on them that they're old because their hands look old. Mm. And then, like, you can see that, like, you check their ancestors to see Mm. how old they are. No, that really doesn't work. No, it doesn't. No, it was a good I mean, you're right. It was a stretch. Yeah, okay. What is it? So it was wrong. Ancestors refer to all your potential ancestors that were lost 
because they were masturbated out of the body. Oh my god! As, as a, Ew! As opposed that is so gross. To deposited near an egg. Oh my god! That yeah, is... I just but I just thought this was the funny. I was browsing Urban Dictionary like I want to do for some reason. Ew! So there's like a whole family tree like in the splooge. It's a it's a it's like a potential family tree. Oh my god! And that's what I found fascinating about it. You know, I read a lot of science fiction, so like <laughs> it's sort of like alternate histories and things like that. And I thought like ancestors, you know, like where would we be now if you know if something had just happened a little bit differently. Oh my God. And I don't want to describe, <laughs> I don't want to go into detail as to what that something would be um, because it paints a pretty rough image. But um, but yeah, so, you know, if you, um, I feel like there should be like a Hancestry.com. You Ew! Know? <laughs> that's so gross. I feel like Hancestry. If your grandpa hadn't rubbed that one out, Ew! you would be a doctor. I feel like and the whole world would be different. I feel like Hancestry.com would just be like a collection of like socks and shit. <laughs> it's all it's just it's just crumpled up tissues. Ew! Uh, <laughs> ew! That's so gross. Well, I think that that is a perfect note to end our show on. If you would like to send us a language bee suggestion or a Florida man, you can tweet it to us at Cheskali. Tie optional. Or use the hashtag last name basis, or you can tweet it to us at last name underscore basis. We would love to hear from you, along with what you thought of this week's show and how much you missed us because we were gone for a mm. minute. Hopefully we will be back sooner than later. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis. Last name basis.